You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and this episode is with Pip Blum. I was introduced to Pip's music last year and immediately found myself blown away by not just her attitude, but her pure skill of wordplay. She's one of those musicians who makes the guitar work for her rather than the other way around. Since our first talk last year, she's gone on to tour Europe loads and has released more songs, proving that she has what it takes to be a true staple in the music world. It's all just starting out for Pip, but this is clearly the start of a beautiful career. And after this talk, I'm more than sure she'll become your new favorite artist. This is the 405 Exchange with Pip Blum. Enjoy. So, Pip, it's really fantastic to be talking to you again. Um, the last time we talked, we touched on a lot on how you were dying to tour because it was still really early for you with everything. And mm-hmm. now you've done a good amount of touring. So how has it been finally getting to tour? Like, you you got to literally live out exactly what you wanted to do. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's been very nice. I really, I really enjoy touring, especially, um, yeah, it's nice to have... Uh, a row of shows so doing six shows in a row and all that kind of stuff and meeting all different kind of people in different places yeah i really like it and and we also been on tour with surfer blood which is an american band and that was for 18 days i think and it was it was really long and very tiring but i i really liked it yeah it's nice that's so cool. Like, what what would you say has been the most surprising thing for you when it's come to touring? Because um, something that I found when it came to touring was that you could have all these ideas of what it's going to be like, but then actually doing it, something about it feels so different. Uh-huh. Well, I think um, it was kind of what I expected it to be. So, so very tiring and uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but what... I didn't really expect was that most of the time you can't really see a city. Um, so you're driving around for five hours and you're arriving in a city. And, and I was always, if you think about the amazing tour life, you think, yeah, and then you get to see every country. Um, but that doesn't really happen. <laughs> um, if you're lucky, it does. So, yeah, that was the only thing I was... Uh, I like a bit, hmm, I didn't expect this. Before the rest of it, it was just, yeah, really nice. Yeah. That's really awesome. And, um, you know, I also noticed you experienced the, the quintessential tour milestone, which is your um, first proper van breakdown. Uh, yeah. Sorry to hear, like, that must have been a really crazy thing to go through. Yeah, well, the thing was, at first, it was annoying. Um, but then it seemed like, so we broke down on our day off and then we took it to the garage and then they said it would be in time for, uh, on the next day, it would be in time, fixed in time on the next day. Um, and then we did the mass and we could just make it to the, to the lead show. So we were really happy and we, um, got in the van and drove off and then after an hour drive it broke down again so we weren't able to make it to the lead show and that was so annoying because it well if we if the car didn't didn't uh 
break down, then it would be so much fun because then we could just immediately go through and plug our guitars in and do the show. But this was just really a bummer. <laughs> no, I could imagine. But it's a good thing, like, you know, the whole... It's good that the whole tour itself wasn't cancelled, right? Like, there was still some things to go to after. Yeah. It was just one show in, in the UK and yeah. two shows in the Netherlands. But, yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? Yeah. I actually... You probably know this because you seem to be very attentive, but I still get set your newsletter. And might I add, mm. it's one of the only newsletters that I care about. This is true. And, really? Uh, nice. Yeah, completely. And today's letter mentioned how you've hit the milestone, another milestone, of a million streams. Like, yeah. how does that feel? Yeah, it's really surreal. Um, it's a lot. And I never expected it to happen. But my, uh, yeah... My dad, he uses this app where you can see the amount of, of streams. And he was like, oh, my gosh, you guys hit a million. So, yeah, it's really that, nice. That's incredible because, like, you know, I, I want to touch on a lot. And, you know, I feel like for some people this might be obvious, but I'm sure you've seen it. Like, it could be quite difficult, like, um, staying true to yourself, at least in regards to doing something creative. And something that I really appreciate about your music Especially when I first heard it, like, you know, with Hours and just, like, all the early songs you released, and even with the songs you released now, is that they very much, at the core, are about you. Like, does it feel that way for you as an artist, that all these things are happening, like, you got to do it on your own terms? Like, that's really awesome. Uh, yeah, well, that's very nice, but that's also something I really, I really want, so I, I'm, I'm not really keen on, yeah, I, I would like to work with someone else but yeah there are a few things that i really want to to um keep so a certain sound or certain ideas that i have and yeah i think it's very important to just um stay true to that and make sure that i'm not going to do anything that i don't like or don't really feel like doing yeah. because otherwise it's not that much fun anymore so yeah it, it it needs to be something that I really like to do. Otherwise, uh, I can do something different. Yeah, well, you know what? That actually kind of goes nicely into my next question because, you know, we mentioned before how it's been almost about a year since we last talked. And it makes mm -hmm. me wonder, like, naturally with that span of time um, that has happened, I imagine, of course, you've grown as a songwriter and within that songwriting must feel a bit different than it did a few months ago. Do you think that's true? Does songwriting feel different to you? And if so, how does it feel different? Uh, well, I try to not, the only thing, no, I don't really think so. The only thing is I try to make my songs, um, yeah, different each time. So I don't want it, don't want them to sound all the same. Um, but on the, yeah, I'm not really focused on that I need to write something for my audience because I think if I just stay true to what I like, then I hope that people like that too. And if they don't, then that's sad. But at least I've done something that I can feel proud of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because it does have to be that more than anything else, that you have to feel proud about it. Yeah, or yeah, or content with it. But yeah, you, you do need to be happy with it. Yeah. You know, that's funny because I think out of, if I was to make a list of words that I feel artists hate, content seems to be one of them. <laughs> so, so just take care and use that word. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think proud is a difficult one because I always feel like, yeah, how, how can I be proud of something that I don't really, 
well, yeah, I think it's always difficult. I, I don't want to say that I've done a lot for this to happen. You know, it feels like um, sometimes it feels like it's just happened and I'm really lucky. Um, but then it's difficult to feel really proud because you're like, yeah, what did I do? If you run a marathon, you can feel really proud because you've trained and you've, yeah, you put in effort and all that kind of stuff. But with this is always, yeah, it's different. And that's why I use the word content or happy because it feels yeah, it feels more honest or something like that. Yeah, that's a really good analogy that you used. And it reminds me of a conversation I had with someone years ago, actually, because we're talking about um, particularly using marathons as a comparison to creative endeavors. And what we felt, what I was kind of trying to illustrate was how with a marathon, it ends. And you mm-hmm. could say, like, I worked up to this and it ended. But with creative stuff, you're always working on something, the next thing. Yeah. Like, that's a really crazy thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have a new tune coming out called School, and I want to jump yeah. into that. How did this song come to be? Um, yeah, kind of the same as all my songs uh, start. So I'm just watching a documentary or anything like that, and then I'm just playing on my guitar, and then I find something which I like, and I, and I play it and record it in Logic, and then I start singing over it, trying different melodies and all that kind of stuff and then at the end i'll make the lyrics wow that's fucking fantastic like i mean i wonder if a song like this and i i kind of wonder if like all your songs but what is it like for because i feel it's interesting with musicians that you guys can get so um steeped within the process of creating and naturally that you can but i wonder what is it like for you to hear a song when it's finished like what is that like yeah, it's always funny because you're never really sure when it's finished. So there should be a point where you say, well, I guess I'm finished now. And then you listen to it and you're like, well, this is nice. I'm glad that I, I well, I'm, I'm happy that I made this song. And then I send it to my parents and my friends and I ask them, what do you think about this? Do you like it? The, um, what, yeah, and then most of the time they don't really... Well, if they don't like it, then I just say, well, that's too bad because I do like it. I was going to ask, how is your um, deliberation council when it comes to your music, like your friends and your family? Like, are are their opinions usually, like, are are they usually consistent or like, how does it feel like with them? Well, no, it differs. Um, Sometimes they do like a part of it or they don't like a part of it and and I'm always open to their opinion, but I am quite, um, well, if I like it, then it's, then that's it, you know? So, um, but sometimes I'm, I mean, well, I'm looking for um, someone who agrees with me or disagrees with me. So, so, uh, for example, if I don't like a bridge of a song Mm -hmm. and I send it to someone and I say, hey, I'm not really sure about the bridge. And they say, well, I think you can do better than this. Then I'm going to try and make something else. But if they say, no, it's really nice, and two or three of them say it, then I'll just keep it. Oh, that's really cool. You know, you also had another tune that came out recently in the form of Babies Are a Lie, which is, mm-hmm. can, can I add, that's an amazing title, because babies are <laughs> indeed a lie. Um, <laughs> I really did love how that tune sounded, and I want to hear the story of this tune as well, because I felt like 
Because it's been a while since we've heard from you, and I feel that this song, there was definitely something different here. I wonder if you feel that way, as a person who made this song. Uh, well, the difference was that I, um, first I made the song the same way as I do every song, as I make every song, and then I sat down with Matthias from a Dutch band called Bombay, and the both of us looked at it and, and um, tried to tweak a few things and then we recorded it in a real studio together with uh, Simon and there we changed a few bits too so yeah I think it's kind of there's it's a bit um, less straightforward than all the other songs there are, are a few maybe quirkier parts that aren't normally in my songs or something like that um, but I think yeah working with those two guys helped um, well, making it sound different. Is it is it a fun song to play live? Like, how's that dynamic work for you? Yeah, it's really nice. I like. Uh, it's always nice to see that people like a song if you play it live, and you see p- people reacting really happy when you say our next song is called "Babies Are Alive." Um, and it's. I really like the bridge parts to play because, yeah, it feels very energetic and. Uh, kind of tough too, which is, yeah, that's nice. That's really cool. You know, talk to me about the video, because the video for that is really fucking cool. Like, how did that come together? Well, that's a funny story. Um, Holly is a friend of Alex, who is my manager, and and also is uh, owns our uh, the label um, together with Pete. So the both of them own... Um, nice one records and they released a single and they asked holly to make a video and holly lives in the uk and i have had never seen her and she made this video with um members of goat girl in it and shame is in it as well and i think the drummer of sorry is in it so when i got the video back i didn't know that she just said i'm gonna shoot some uh, clips of my friends and put it together and then i saw the video and i was like nice these are all people's uh members from bands that i really like so that was yeah, it was really cool wow so it was like a literal surprise for you like getting yeah, it was. Over. yeah. were you surprised with because something that i put like something that i look for in videos i feel like a lot of people do this whether it's consciously or subconsciously like within mm-hmm. the first seconds they try to figure out if this is fitting and i think what was really interesting is that the video did really fit with the song. Like a couple yeah. seconds in, it's like you get that tone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, did you feel that way as well? Like when you watched yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I, of course, I wouldn't <laughs> want really. it to be out. <laughs> <laughs> T- tell me this. Um, how has playing live informed how you write? Or does it inform? Like, do you feel like the more shows you play, it changes you up as a songwriter or it makes you want to take things differently to writing music in general? Mm, not really. Um, you do no because I think if a song doesn't really work live, you should just practice it more and see how you can well turn it in a way that it works live. So I kind of yeah, I'm just making songs how I like them to be, and then as a band, we're yeah, we're just see how it works and figure out a way to make it work better live yeah I, I guess i meant more like because you know you do have that band dynamic and like yeah. a lot of the songs you kind of record them yourself as well i imagine right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so i wonder like when you're with the band and you guys are doing sound checks and like you know playing amongst each other 
Like, do you yeah. find yourself kind of putting stuff in your head? Like, maybe I'll try this for a song, or maybe I'll try this. Like, ideas and things like that? Uh, well... Uh, no, no, I, I don't think I do it very often. I do, like, a kind of... No, I don't think I do that. No, it's just more when I'm at home, and then I'll think about... Hmm, what do I like? What do I want next? Or what do I want to listen to? Or I've heard another track which I really like and I'm inspired by that. I think it's more that kind of stuff. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I, I want to like go into a bit more of a loose t- loose talk. Like, because I, I kind of got through all the general questions I wanted to ask. But like, like Pip, like it's been a year and you've done like a lot of stuff. Like, what is that uh, like? <laughs> like... What did you say? No, I said, like, it's been a year and you've done a lot of stuff. Like, what does that feel like? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's very surreal. Um, <laughs> so my brother always, he's in the band too, and he always says it feels like the longest year of my life, and I completely agree with him, um, but in a positive way. So we've done so much the past year, and, um, yeah, it's amazing. I really, I'm really happy with it. That's really something else. And, like, you know, I remember the last time we talked as well. There was a good, I want to say a good 15, 20 minutes, like, in the end, where we talked. Because uh, I'm originally from the UK. Well, I was originally mm-hmm. raised there. And we had a big talk about all of that. And I know you were dying. To, what was it like for you to finally go there? To the UK? Yeah. It's really nice. I like it a lot. I think it's, yeah, all my favorite shows have been, I think almost all my favorite shows have been in the UK. Um yeah, it's a really nice country, and I, I like the music scene a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Like, does it feel like the type of thing where... Because I kind of imagined this when it came to your music when I heard it, but I just remember feeling like once you made it to the UK and you got in front of UK audiences, like, it would click. Like, people there would, like, get it. Did it feel that way um, at all? Kind of. Uh, well, yeah, it's always difficult because you don't want to... I don't want to sound... Um, like we're already, like we've already made it. Oh, no, of course, yeah. We're really at the start. Um, You're still at the soon. start, yes, you are. Yeah, but, um, well, the people who come to our gigs seem to really like it, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it works. Um, at those shows, I always, if I play a show in the UK, I always think, like, nice, this is, it feels like we're doing something that people like. That's good. And at the end of the day, that's all you could hope for, really. Like, all you could, yeah. like, that's the biggest thing. Um, yeah. What would you say in the UK, I mean, not to play favorites, but what was, like, a very standout, like, uh, city or town or show for you? Because I'm really curious to hear what probably is, like, in your mind of, like, this was really cool. Mm, well, there are quite a few, but one of my favorite gigs um, was with when we did the Server Blood Tour, mm-hmm. and we played in Bournemouth. Mm. And um, I'm not really sure what the venue was called, but um, we played very late and it was St. Patrick's Day and um, <laughs> it was so crowded and the the whole crowd was very young and really into it and they danced and it was, yeah, it was so much fun. I, I, I had a blast. It was really nice. That must have been absolute carnage. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, and did you get to... Um, because a staple within, um, I mean, the staple of life, but I would say a staple in the UK for sure, is after a gig having, like, nights out. Have you, have you had the chance to experience that a bit? Like, having a good night out, hanging out? 
after showing that? Uh, well, yeah, we did do that quite often, but not that much because I, um, I also think it's important that you stay healthy during the, the tour and yeah. um, making it through the end. Um, That's true. And you're the singer. You, I've noticed that over the years that, like, uh, in my life of touring and stuff, singers always have to be more careful than everyone else. Yeah. True, yeah, especially with your voice, and yep. <laughs> as you can hear right now, I'm I'm having a cold, so yeah. I can't. Oh, 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 Pip! I couldn't hear it at all. Now everyone's gonna know. We couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you have um, you have like a Dutch tour coming up, like just in a few days, don't you? Well, we're um part of a thing called Popperonde, which is a uh, um. Yeah, you can apply for it, and then there are 40 bands, or 140, I'm not sure. Oh, wow. And everyone plays in all the different cities and all that kind of stuff. So it's not really our own tour, we're just part of that. Um, it's called, yeah, it's kind of like a traveling circus, which is, it's really nice. That sounds amazing, though. Like, are you looking forward to it? Yeah. Yeah, we've already done three of them, I think, and it, it has been very, very cool, yeah. Wow, nice one on that. And, like, uh, are you playing shows into even December as well? Um, well, the Pop Ronde finishes in November. Um, and then I think we're going to take a small break to write a lot of songs in December and January. And then we're going to record them in February. Of course, we're still playing. Um, mm -hmm. We're doing a UK tour in the end of November, beginning December, Ooh. but we're doing a few, well, not as much gigs as we've done the last couple of months. Okay, cool. In the UK, are you do you do you know if you're getting to go to like um, Manchester or Bristol by any chance? I think we're going. Man yeah, Manchester. We're doing. Yes, that's gonna be fucking awesome. Manchester's a good yeah. city for shows. That's gonna be great for you. I agree. I really like it. Yeah, we've been there a few times right now, and it's yeah. It's, yeah. Really nice. When you get the chance, you have to hang out in Bristol. That's probably, out, outside of London, that's probably my favorite UK city at the minute. Okay, cool. Yeah, nice. Bristol's I've never been there. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, in the 90s, when I was there, and the early 2000s, it was, like, nothing. Like, it was kind of just, like, a very... I mean, it's a city with a lot of history, a lot of music history, too, but it's not the type of city you would have gone to to hang out in. And, like, the no. last four to five years, it's just come up a lot. Like, it's an amazing place. Nice. Yeah, that's gonna be wicked, Pip. This is yeah. really, you know, I'm, I'm I'm glad we get to catch up. I'm really looking forward to talk to you again because, like, yeah. I mean, it's still early, and that that's what blows my mind. It's like you have all this talent, all this promise, and it's still so early. And it's like the world is gonna fall in love with you. So I can't wait to see you. <laughs> yes. So, Pip, thanks for the chat today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. I